Welcome to the Big Girl Besties podcast. I'm your host, Ellie Marillo, and I'm so excited to have you here. On this episode, I'm going to share a little bit about why I decided to start Big Girl Besties, who this podcast is for, and what you can expect in the coming weeks. why I started Big Girl Besties, you have to understand a little bit about me. I have been plus-sized, fat, big, thick, curvy, whatever word you want to use, since I was a little girl. And for the longest time, I thought something was wrong with that, was wrong with me. So I spent many years trying to change my body, going on harmful diets, overworking my body, starving myself, all in this quest to exist in a smaller body. It had nothing to do with health. It was all about appearance and wanting to feel accepted by my peers. But time and time again, it was never enough for people. If I got smaller, people would always tell me to keep going. I'm sure they thought it was encouraging at the time, but it made me feel like something was wrong with me and that I'd never be enough. This led to years and years of yo-yo dieting where I cycled between starving myself, overeating, and going on workout strikes. I've been reading this book by author and executive editor of Yes Magazine, Yvette Dion. It's called Weightless, Making Space for My Resilient Body and Soul. In it, she explores, and I quote, a culture that hates fat people and uses institutions, including media, medicine, and marriage to reinforce that repulsion. It's been a very therapeutic read and I definitely recommend it. I'm bringing this up because in the book, Dion talks about growing up as a child in a society that praises thinness and demonizes fatness. Gym teachers would humiliate her in front of her classmates by making her do additional exercises under the guise that it was, quote, for her own good. Doctors put her on medication that caused her to gain weight and then told her parents that they should put her on a diet or appetite suppressant to curb the weight gain that they caused. Dion says this level of surveillance doesn't persuade fat children to lose weight. Instead, it simply underpins the idea that we have a flaw that must be fixed. This is how I felt. Honestly, if people would have just shut up about my weight growing up, I would not have developed such an unhealthy relationship with food or with working out. In spite of everything that I was going through with my body and not feeling at home in my body, my parents never made me feel like my weight limited me. Mixed messaging, I know. I left little old Mississippi at the age of 18 and went to college out of state. Freedom! Porfin. I played rugby, studied abroad in Spain, and learned a new language. While in college, we were required to take a life fitness class, which involved doing a semester of some type of fitness activity and speaking with a nutritionist. Since I was playing rugby at the time, I chose Pilates and yoga to help with my flexibility and recovery. When it was my turn to meet with a nutritionist, a society-approved size two, four, or six woman, I was skeptical that she would tell me anything different than what I'd already already heard on repeat most of my life. We did our introductions, talked about what I typically eat in a day. And to my surprise, she asked me a question no one had ever asked me before. Do you want to lose weight? On the outside, I kept a straight face, but on the inside, I was clutching my imaginary pearls. You mean my existence didn't have to be defined by whether or not I was losing weight? I thought about it 
really thought about it and answered no. And it was such a freeing moment, but you know how it goes. It's hard to unlearn things you've been taught your entire life. Despite the freedom I felt from that realization, it didn't stop me from continuing my yo-yo dieting. It was all I knew and society kept telling me it was what I had to do to be worthy. Yet I still kept living. I was determined to not let my weight define me. After college, I spent a couple years back in Mississippi working and fundraising so that I could get my master's degree in Switzerland. While there, I picked up another language, made new friends, and traveled across Europe a little more. Fast forward to 2018, I come back to the US, this time in Chicago, and continue going on diets. Nobody was concerned that I was starving myself, taking pills to lose weight, yo-yo dieting, all things that can not only lead to weight gain, but also cause other issues with your body, including heart problems. Nobody was thinking about my mental health when I was wishing I could grab a pair of scissors and cut the fat off. But I was told to keep doing what I was doing. And it wasn't even my parents at this point in my life. I was told by television, film, music, every form of media I consumed that I had to be thin to be worthy. I was told to keep doing it every time I went to the mall and could never find stylish, trendy clothes in my size. I was told to keep doing it every time the doctor suggested putting me on weight loss pills or appetite suppressants, even though all my tests came back normal and I was working out regularly. Then, bum, 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 2020 came. No, I'm totally kidding. <laughs> Not much changed for me in 2020, but it did lay the groundwork for a huge change to take place in 2021. That is when I got on social media and started becoming a part of these body positivity conversations, health at any size conversations, and really learning more about fat phobia and how it not only plays into our perception of self and worth, but also how it perpetuates unhealthy eating and exercise habits. The truth was finally coming out. I am enough as I am in this very moment. My weight does not determine my worth and I deserve to live an amazing, fulfilling life far beyond existing to lose weight and be thin. And so many people began sharing their experiences and research online. It was so liberating. Enter the trolls. Every time a big girl tries to share her experience to uplift others, we are met with comments like, stop promoting obesity or just lose weight or that is so unhealthy. And our message gets completely lost in the noise. Side note. I'm gonna go ahead and give you girlies the responses to these common comments. Promoting obesity, it's not a real thing. You are not promoting anything just by existing. If a man makes a video of him getting dressed, is he promoting misogyny? If a white person makes a video of them eating, are they promoting racism? No, it's not a real thing. And to the just lose weight comment, why? What do you think will happen when I lose weight? You think you'll finally be okay with me? No. People will always find something that they don't like about you and whatever's going on inside of you won't automatically change just because you get smaller. Lastly, the that is so unhealthy comment. How would you know? You're not my doctor. You don't know my eating or exercise habits. You can't tell somebody's health just by looking at them. Do you see how crazy these people sound? You can't say you care about my health and completely disregard my mental health. 
Perpetuating this rhetoric is dangerous and only proves one thing. Society is more concerned with the appearance of health rather than actual health. And as much as I love social media, I didn't feel like I could really talk freely about these issues or give them the time and attention they deserve on these platforms. That is why I started Big Girl Besties. We needed a safe space to talk about our experiences, to know that we're not alone, to feel understood, to learn how to take care of our mental and physical health in a world that tells us otherwise and to see that there is more to life than spending every waking moment trying to get smaller. There really is. On this podcast, we are going to do three things. Debunk harmful myths about the plus size experience, facilitate healing around our bodies and our minds, and celebrate big people doing big things because we know representation matters. Now, who is this podcast for? It's called Big Girl Besties, so that gives you a hint. It's for the plus-size baddies, men, women, however you identify. But I understand that there are others who identify with our experience. So with that said, you don't have to be a big girl to be a big girl bestie. Admirers and allies are welcome. And when I say admirers, I don't mean people who fetishize us. We are more than our bodies and deserve to be seen as such. As for allies... I am talking about people who understand the harm diet culture and fat phobia has done to our society and are willing to stand up with us against these things and to stand up for people in larger bodies. You are invited to listen in and participate. Something you're going to hear me say often on this podcast is that accepting bigger bodies is good for all bodies because fat phobia and diet culture are harmful to every body. And it's time we put a stop to them. We've got a great first season planned for you. You're going to hear from activists, models, stylists, trainers, influencers, business people, all plus size, by the way. Episodes will drop every Wednesday. And on Thursdays, we'll hop on Clubhouse to allow listeners to come to the stage and share their thoughts. Our hope is that you walk away feeling more confident in who you are, more comfortable in your skin, and more capable to create the amazing, fulfilling life you deserve. We hope you enjoyed today's episode. Please be sure to subscribe to the Big Girl Besties podcast wherever you get your podcasts and to follow us on social media at Big Girl Besties to get encouragement and stay up to date on all things BGB. You can also join our email list by visiting biggirlbesties.com and subscribing. Details are in the show notes below. That's it, lovelies. Go forth and be free.